What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 152 of the Rocket Punch Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, joined, of course, always by my awesome friend and partner in crime, Will. Will, what's going on, sir? Oh, man. Um, lots and lots of stuff. <laughs> it feels weird. It does feel a little weird, but I guess like... uh, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, like in the industry, personally. Yeah. Uh, fall is here. That and, you know, studying to take a big certification. So there's always that on top yes. of it, too. You know, just in case, you know, you're not, like, adding extra layers of interesting stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, it could be worse, though. Oh, boy. Bearded be already off the gate. He says your mic sounds off. Oh, because that's... No. Sorry, I, I pushed it further away because I had an iPad there. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I have been following uh, Ambi Hill since its inception. Long, long old time. And right before we went live, they decided it would be wise to re-release AMV Hell 1 on YouTube. <laughs> so I played it was good. that That again. was good. It was like a good shot in the arm and a reminder of where we used to be. <laughs> the the before four times? It remi- Dude, it straight up reminded me of the times of just chilling with you watching anime. So yeah. Yes. Oh, good times, man. When we weren't really responsible adults. Nope, have, we could do whatever we wanted. Yes, sure. The, the world was our oyster. Whatever that, we wanted, that... in air quotes, meaning <coughs> we had no money to do anything ever. <laughs> we, we made buy. We made do with what we had. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to complain about that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, well, maybe <laughs> not whatever. Um, but uh, huh. let's get into it, shall we? Let's oh. jump into the show. We've got some. What um, do we break? We didn't break anything yet. No, no, we're, oh, we're, we're okay you know for now. I haven't done though. Mm. The whole reason I went on that run. There you go. There you pop, go. pop, pop the Red Bull because it's been so, that kind of a day. Well, I mean, you know, for you kids that haven't heard a can open on a mic before, you know. <laughs> Ooh, are we going to turn this into like an ASMR stream? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just start opening random cans and making, you know, interesting noises. Do into I look the like pinball undesirables? Because I, I can tell you that answer already. I don't. <laughs> Where he does his pinball and ASMR sometimes. <laughs> I need to sit in on one of those. It it's would be, hilarious. It would be funny to watch him do ASMR. I would I would get a whole lot of chuckles. Well, he out just of that. jumps into it randomly. Of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. So old Steven. There he goes being <laughs> Steven again. Don't mind him. Well, guys, let's get straight into it here. Um, if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones here. Uh, you can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. You can also listen to us as we record the show live every weekday, every Sunday here at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live around 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to be a part of the conversations, you're more than welcome. Come on down, hang out with us. Glad to have Twitch chat and everybody in here make, apparently making Will laugh and goofing off and having a great time. Um, guys, remember, if you um, want to know more about Rocket Punch, want to see all of our content and what we offer to you guys, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our videos, podcasts, and more are going to be right there at your fingertips. Um, if you're listening via audio, we would love it, love it, love it if you took a few minutes of your time to go ahead and rate and review us on that podcast service of choice there. It's greatly appreciated. It helps us get um, out to more ears, get more listeners in, so that way we can make more content for you guys there. Um, and also, if you're watching via um, video, we would love it if you threw us your free Twitch Prime sub. Um, that always helps us out, um, especially if you're an Amazon Prime member. Um, you get access to cool emotes. 
you're helping support Rocket Punch Endeavor. It's all it's all good. So we definitely appreciate that. And it costs you nothing if you have a free Twitch Prime sub. So there you go. Um, if you want to be a part of the community, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, there for people watching in Twitch, we'll post that in chat for you there. But um, if you want to be talk to us when we're not on the microphones here, then you definitely want to go head over to our Discord channel, be a part of our growing community to help us make this a positive beacon of light in the South for all of you guys here. And of course, guys, if you want to go even further beyond help supporting us here, you can head over to our Patreon page. At, that is patreon.com slash rocket punch for as little as a dollar a month. You can be a part of the Rocket Punch team in the 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 Shadow Council, I guess, as you want to say, if you, you want to use those words. You know what? I do want to re rebrand them now to the Shadow Council. <laughs> that is so much better than producer. <laughs> the Rocket Punch Shadow Council. <laughs> but in speaking of that, let's talk about our producers here. Uh, the following people have continued to support us at our highest tier over on Patreon, so we want to give them a special shout-out. Thank you so much to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, and of course, Chris Scott of Credible Threat Gaming. Uh, thank you guys so much for your continued support, as well as everyone else who is supporting us over on Patreon. I, th I think, uh, uh, according to the Beard to Be, uh, motion has passed. We need to be the Shadow Council. Uh, the Shadow, shadow Council. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is, uh, that, that's the thing now. We need to rebrand did, um, that. Did we fix the audio problem? Um... Well, no, no, no. He was saying he wanted ASMR me, like one of us in each channel. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that would be um, crazy. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Let's, okay. I'm flipping through. Where are my notes again here? I'm going to try this out. We're going to see if this works. This is specifically for our Twitch viewers. So if you're listening via audio, you're going to miss out on some slight aesthetics. Of uh, Ruru saying the Illuminati. Ooh, the Illuminati's good. I like Ooh, because then we can also base them each off of a Mar Marvel character that's been in the Illuminati. Yes, we can. Okay, make sure I'm doing this right. I'm going to interact Ooh, with. It's all right. There we'll take Slow and steady. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay, so um, let's go. First up, upcoming events here, guys. Our game of the month is Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Um, how excited are you for this game? Dude, I am absolutely hyped for this game. Um, for those of you who don't know, while Cam is uh, away, Will is taking Rocket Punch off the rails, and we are becoming a Destiny-only channel. Yes. Um, all Destiny, all the time. Forget Rocket Punch cast, forget Southern <laughs> Geek, Marvel, DC, no, no, no. By, be, fire, uh, be purged by fire. You know, like, look, Destiny is going to be life, Destiny is love. We are going to finish her uh, all up on these guys. It doesn't matter. No, in all seriousness, I am... I own this game on three platforms now. Yeah. PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I could not be more stoked for this. And the fact that I can carry my characters across now, it doesn't matter where my friends are. I will buy the game and play with them. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. I think we had already agreed on beforehand that it was going to be our game of the month by far. Like, no question asked. This was going to be our game of the month. So, here it is. Yeah. We're, we're now here. So, get yeah. hyped for Destiny 2 Oh man, that was oh, I love that you finished right on the striker finish. Right? <laughs> that was perfect because I'm going to be doing that to people. It's well, I, you know, I, I plan, you know, seeing doing doing what I can here. Yeah, doing the Lord's work, just like the bearded bee over here doing the Lord's work with our Nightbot. Well, is he, I see, is, is, I see he, you doing things. Is he, over yes, here. I am doing things, as you can clearly tell. Yeah. Um, he's is he, doing. Is he fooling around with Nightbot again? Yeah, he's improving Nightbot. He's making Nightbot great again. He's making. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry, just, I couldn't help it. Just stop with your I say it tongue in cheek, but <laughs> um 
Will, what's our what's our movie of the month here? Um, the only possible option for going into Spooktober, and that is Zombieland Double Tap. Um, it, it, I haven't seen this movie. It's been so long. I need to watch the first one again. Um, I believe I exciting. own it on Apple TV. Hang on. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, dude, I own like almost 400 movies on Apple TV. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, you do. You do actually. Uh, taking that back, you do own a lot of the movies there. Right, hang on, hang on. Let me go instead of sort by genre. Can you sort by title? Yes. But no, uh, Zombieland Double Taps coming out. I think October 18th is the release date for the movie. So if you are very, very pumped and excited, yep. I got uh, it right there. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah, if, right next to Zootopia and Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> if you're excited about the movie, definitely get excited to check this out. Um, it's going to be our movie of the month. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it on Southern Geek. Yes, we will be. After we watch it. Um, also, you know, when it comes out, if you guys want to go see it uh, night of, hit me up in Discord because I am down. There you go. I'm down to clown, Charlie Brown. <laughs> but um, that's our game of the month and movie of the month, guys. Uh, be hyped. Be ready to check those out. Um, since it is October, it's a new month. Yep. So be excited for those. Um, events that are coming up. This is October 2019, so the events we've got coming up. Um, Halloween 4. The Resurrection of Halloween. Yes. Yes, that is the Resurrection of Halloween. Going to be October 20th through the 24th. Uh, be on the lookout for that, guys. We're going to have, you know, it's spooky themed. And we're going to have um, crazy spooky games to play with you guys. Um, have a lot of fun. It'll. It, we always have fun with Halloween. So. Spooky. spooky. I miss her. Yes. Uh, her, um, I follow her on Twitter and she tweets some funny stuff. I was like, you she know does? what? Yes, Akumi-san, I will follow you. It's all good. So. Sure I'm, I'm getting the right one. Um, but yes, October 24th through you the need, You need, like, uh, uh, no, I said Akumi. Oh, oh, oh whatever. My bad. Um, so, after this, yes. I want to go ahead and talk about something else. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk about this first then. Yeah. Uh, first up, guys, um, the week starting October 27th. Is going to be our Extra Life stream. If you don't know about Extra Life, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, where we're um, going to be streaming games, helping raise money for the kids. Uh, definitely something you don't want to miss. Um, we're starting to start finalizing plans now. So if you are a streamer or a content creator, you want to be a part of um, our Rocket Punch team, or if you're just have your own team and streaming on your own and want to join us here for um, Extra Life, make sure you come over. Let us know. Um, and we will definitely work to get you on our team and get you involved in the plannings we have for Extra Life. Um, from the 27th through the 1st of November, we're going to be checking people's schedules and just doing promoting them in order to help raise money all week. That's going to culminate to our official game day on November 2nd, where we're going to be streaming 24 hours uh, games, all sorts of cool stuff planned. Giveaways are going to happen. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So definitely something you don't want to miss out on there. Um... Other than that, uh, content coming up for next week. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff we've always run through. Um, definitely look out again for Southern Geek. Episode 15 is going to be coming out this week. Um, what, what should we look forward to in Southern Geek, Will? Um, well, Southern Geek is going to be all kinds of interesting stuff with uh, primarily Marvel-based stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kevin Feige and the projects he's got going on with Star Wars. Okay. And we're also going to be uh, talking about Spider-Man returning to the MCU. Yeah, that was the big, that was the big geeky thing. Yep. And then, of course, from there, we are going to then jump in and we're going to talk about the anime coming up in the fall. 
Yes, I'm, it's so crazy how we've yep. dived back into anime. Yeah, it's been even it's been super awesome. I'm yep. super excited about it. Um, so definitely be on the lookout. Be excited for that, guys. Uh, Seven Geek episode fifteen. We release it every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that on your podcast service and feed of choice. Other than that, um, Will basically gave you the schedule for streaming this week. In case you're following us here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live, click that heart up at the top of your screen. You'll be able to not only watch us on Sundays with the Rocket Punch cast, but also stream all the game streams we do throughout the week. Will, what are we playing this week? Oh, um, playing this week? It's uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Okay. Uh, followed by some Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Okay. Uh, with some more Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Okay, wow, that sounds like a great buffet of games there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's our game of the month. It's the la- it's launching on the first day, and gonna be honest with everything going on, it's uh, gonna be a little interesting here. Yeah, it is. Um, super excited. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, guys. This week it's gonna be all Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. So um, if you want to join us and be a part of our fire team as we play through the new content as well, if you've already pre-ordered, uh, make sure you let us know. Um, head over to our Discord channel. We've actually got a looking for group thing yep. s- slated out. You can actually add your um, gamer tag IDs on there so that way we can find you guys and get you in our groups as quickly as possible when the game comes out. Uh, Leon LeGray, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man being back in the MCU. Yes, it uh, it has happened. So... You know, good news all abound. We will, if you want, talk to me in Discord. We'll be able to go from there. Um, also, uh, for those who don't know, um, we do not accept live call-ins uh, on the show. So, uh, yeah, Asman, please stop because you're spamming me. And it's going to be the point where I will time you out if you continue. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm trying to call my Discord. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to uh, talk to us all in chat, though. We're all here for you. And, you know, we will reply. Um, I like CSL's comment. Speaking of talking to people in chat, uh, CSL in chat says the game I'm playing this month is the One Punch Mobile game that came out recently. There's a One Punch Mobile game? I didn't know about this either. Yeah. Hmm. That's odd. Will's going to start. He's interested now. He's going to start. No, I'm, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm good with my mobile games that I have. Okay. Speaking yeah, of th- I, I got enough mobile games to fill a truck right now. <laughs> Speaking of games of the mobile variety, let's talk. Like, what have you been playing? Let's get to table talk. Um, if, Ooh, for people who don't know, Table Talk is where we kind of talk about our gaming experiences throughout the week, as well as bring you guys the latest news from this past week that you need to know about. So, um, Will, what have you been playing this week? So I started playing Hyperlight Drifter on the iPad paired with an Xbox controller. Um, but yeah, I got to really say, man, uh, with all of this, as far as everything else goes, um, it responds really well. And... I really don't have any issues with responsiveness. Like, the Xbox controller definitely handles much better than the PlayStation controller does on the iOS platform. For some reason, I can't get uh, the PlayStation controller to stay paired to the iPad or the phone, but my Xbox controller handles just fine. So That's, that's interesting. Like, I don't... It... I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Does it have, like... Does it save in Apple's database? Uh, it seems to... Uh, your uh, game center so it does sync to game center yeah because that is one of the things i've seen with the new um um ios 13 updates to apple tv mm-hmm. you can play your if it's compatible you can play your game on the apple tv with a paired controller yep and then when you're on the go you can pick up your phone and play it there yep which is a pretty cool nifty idea i didn't really think about until this week oh man um, it's almost like they want to have like a uh, a game device in your living room 
Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I, I definitely see that. I, I uh, definitely... Um, Cecil, what's Woodwarf? I, I'm kind of interested in that. Ooh, Woodwarf. I don't know about that. I don't either. But he's pu- he's pumped about it, so we'll see. Um, what else? What else has been going on? Okay. Um, played a little bit of Borderlands 3, you know, um... You know, it's a, it's a little game. I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, we're going to talk about Borderlands Three in a little bit here. It, it is interesting because uh, they doubled their peak um, PC concurrent playership mm-hmm. from when they were on Steam to Epic Game Store in the first week. We'll look at the news because I think that's in the news. Um, yeah, that's but I'm just saying that's uh, it's kind of interesting. Just a shift of storefront. Bor- I, I, so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of you. I did play Borderlands three this week. Okay. Um, this I a hundred percent agree with what you said about Borderlands three. That this is a Borderlands game, and if you do not like Borderlands, you may not like this game. The game is great. I've had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I but I wish there was more. Such and I think we, we've talked about this before. Like, I, I think that from the little bit that I played, now granted, I'm, I will say I got to level seven or eight on with mm-hmm. Moe's. Yep. Didn't get far, but I played a little bit. From the little bit I played, it is 100% a Borderlands experience. Yes, absolutely. I um, A part of me walked away wishing that they would have done more and added, like done more with the world and maybe something different different you you don't get outside of pandora until level 10 yeah i know i know yeah and um also i'm gonna go ahead and say this end game where the fact that you can do true true vault hunter mode so it's got new game plus essentially but also on top of all of that the fact that you have three difficulties for uh mayhem mode mm-hmm. are nuts on mayhem three how is that yeah i was gonna say right. um so I went and fought uh, One Punch because uh, there's a character in the game uh, called One Punch right now. And he drops a gun called the One Pump Chump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Um, okay. It's possibly my favorite shotgun in the game. It holds one round. You shoot it, you got to reload. Here's the trick. 50% of the time, you don't have to reload and it doesn't use ammo. Really? And it does like plus fifteen hundred percent impact damage. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, one punch. <laughs> yeah, it is legit. Like I'm, I'm trying to farm this for a higher level when I have the level twenty something gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing Amara, and I will go ahead and say this right now: she is a certified badass. Uh, so with the uh, the stack I have going right now, I have anywhere between five thousand and eight thousand health. Okay. All okay. right. My health regenerates faster than my shields. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, funny. I literally took on, and you can look at uh, one of the older streams. I took I took on um, multiple badasses, and I kept dying. But once I got in close, it got even because okay. um, like certain guns do minus one hundred percent damage. Wow, okay. Yeah, when you do mayhem modes, they restrict which guns do damage. Um, elemental uh, stuff is reduced by 50%. They literally just weaken you and buff up the enemies quite a bit. So almost everyone has shields. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, so you it, have to it, get good is it, basically what you're saying. It is the hashtag get good mode. And I, I skipped one and two for mayhem, and I just said, 
crank it to 11. <laughs> so I went to <laughs> 30. Um, yeah, and so I've got this ability on her where as she takes damage, mm-hmm. her melee damage is increased. And as I take damage and the closer I get to enemies, my gun damage is increased. So you can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> yep, I can. I'm, I'm putting two and two together here. You take the way I play a striker in Destiny, and then you just superimpose that onto something that just gets beefier and beefier the closer you get. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm sprinting in there and punching things in the face with six arms at a time. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> because she does the whole, um, like, the Hindu uh, thing where you have the, the like, the Buddhist arms that come out. They're all spiritual, and they change yes. element based off of the element your ultimate is. Oh, okay. So she's corrosive with the, uh, the element I'm playing. Okay. It's uh, very nice. That's, man. I got, I got to. I've gotten down to less than 100 health and been back up to max health in under a minute. See, and I, I want to, I am, I'm going to continue playing Borderlands. I want to let people know, like, this isn't, hasn't discouraged me from playing Borderlands because I do want to play this with friends. Um, but. Now, I will say the last time I streamed is the only time I've ever played that game solo. Okay. Okay. It ran so much better. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> you didn't have other people joining in. Yeah, it will, you know, so it, it is there. But okay. um, I'm playing on PlayStation, so I don't know the uh, the pain that everyone's uh, feeling on the Epic Game Store. For people, it, it's been a mixed bag for people. That yeah, okay there's a lot of stuff are. going on. There's some inf- misinformation going on, too. Uh, so, you know, take everything you read with a grain of salt misinformation being the keylogger thing because we had somebody in the stream Huntsville group who knows a bit more about that and the coding behind it as far as not necessarily keyloggers but DRM. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a cool setup. Okay. Um I want to let people know I didn't I we didn't miss it. Slender Bad Gaming, thank you so much for that follow here on Twitch. We definitely um, appreciate it. Welcome to the stream. So, Ruru2, I will tell you with uh Borderlands, uh, the enemies are my level. In mayhem mode, they stay your level. And so it's they scale. One, yeah, every uh, in mayhem mode they all scale, yeah. and in true vault hunter mode, like everything is like plus one hundred percent experience. Nah, mayhem mode it's plus five hundred percent. Good lord, yeah, yeah. So uh, everything I've seen so far, um, once you hit beat the end of the game, you now have two experience bars: one for your level and one for your guardian level, which is like the badass ranks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Taking a little page out of. Diablo 3 there a little bit uh, yes they are actually <laughs> just a little bit I'm okay with it it's a pretty good game good. I'm enjoying it anything else uh, I finally got my helm of Saint 14 in Destiny 2 which was my Yay. helm of choice in Destiny 1 <laughs> right before we go to the next expansion um, it's okay because I'm probably actually not going to use it I, w- I was a Void Titan oh. the entire time in D1 and Striker Titans are so fun to play in D2 that I don't think I could go back. But they'll have, I think there's supposed to be a transmog system in place. So if you like the style, you could still... Yeah, but the helm I'm using right now with the uh, the T-Mog thing I've got going mm-hmm. on, it makes it look like I got some kind of Daft Punk stuff going on. Mm. You've seen the helm. The feedback? Something feedback? I think that's what no, it's no, called. No, I, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but that helmet, essentially, I've got like... Uh, Stuff going like on lights. in the front. Yeah, and they're going up and down, and the rest of it's chromed You're, out. You you had the right description, that, that Daft Punk thing going on. You yeah. were right on the money. <laughs> I'm just like, look, it looks like my dude is a member of Daft Punk, but he's got like six guns on him. Okay. Is that it? Anything else? No, man. I'm uh, I'm just stoked for all the new stuff coming. 
I can't wait for Tuesday. It can't get here soon enough. Well, if people that are listening to this via audio, <laughs> there'll be a stream tonight. I guarantee it. Exactly. Yeah, you'll you're gonna get get it right in your face tonight. Um, okay. Stuff that I've done this week. I wanna. <clears throat> I gotta set up for this. I gotta let people understand here what's going on. So we talked about Apple Arcade last week when we were um, on the show with one more games cast. Yeah. Uh, those guys uh, talked about Apple Arcade. Again, for people who don't know, four ninety nine per month, you get up to a hundred games that you can download on your Apple iOS device or whatever uh, for completely free. It's included in your price. Hundred games pump, pumping through. I stumbled onto a game, and I want to let people know I'm not. It's hard. It's hard to please me with a mobile game, even though I fully understand what mobile games are supposed to be. Okay. Um, there was a game that I started playing. That I kid you not, is probably my favorite mobile game that I've played okay. ever, or at least in recent memory. Okay, it is, in my opinion, the best game out of in the Apple Arcade library, and just fully justifies that game alone justifies the five dollars a month price. In my opinion, this game is called Grindstone. I don't know if people have heard about it. Um, here grindstone is this basically almost think of it like your games like candy crush or styles of that game where you have to like navigate through you're basically this viking and you have to navigate through this mountain and these different levels and kill these monsters and you're you know the story goal is basically you uh reach the top of the mountain and get these uh treasures so you can take your family on like a nice vacation or something like that it is one of the most polished games I've seen on a mobile device. It is so much fun to play. And I think the biggest thing about this game for me is that it doesn't require microtransactions. Like there's no, nothing hitting me up telling me, Hey, I've, you need, I need money. Give me more money so you can fill your stamina bar so you can keep climbing up the mountain. Um, there's no like, Oh, pay this much to get the full game. None of that. This game, part of Apple Arcade, you jump in, it's like Candy Crush, pardon my French, it's like Candy Crush without the bullshit. <laughs> and I love it. I love it to death. I, I decided to give it a shot, played the game for a little bit, and I was on this game all day. I could not put this game down. Um, this game is great. If you have an Apple device and you have Apple Arcade, pick this game up, I promise you will have a lot of fun with it. Um, I had, I've had a lot of fun with it all week. I think I'm on like the third set of um, the third area. So I'm like level 32, I think something like that on there. This game is great. Don't pass up on it. It's awesome. Oh, I'm glad you're still at zero days because CSL just reset it. I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, cause you guys suck. Do we really though? No, they don't, but... Yeah. Oh, um... You know something. Speaking on something real quick, since uh, Princess Bride got mentioned. If you're in Hollywood and you're seeing this, do not dare touch that film with a remake. Because they're talking <laughs> about remaking it. Do you... No. Do not dare. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're trying. Don't... Like, leave cult classic movies alone. Don't mess There's with There's a them. reason why it's good. Leave it be. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, aside from Grindstone and Borderlands 3, is that I want to give a special shout-out to... 
Um, one of our good friends, part of Stream Huntsville, um, great YouTuber, Fallen Monk. Okay. So I was actually finally, after like figuring all this time out to schedule around, uh, finally able to go play uh, some Dungeons and Dragons for the first time in like forever. Okay. But I've actually played Dungeons and Dragons. I've wanted to play for a while. Um, finally got a chance to go over to his house. Uh, an hour drive from where I'm at right now. And we played, um, him and some of his friends, we played some Dungeons and Dragons. Um, he created a one-shot uh, adventure for us. Okay. It was super, super fun, super awesome. Um, I was a, um, he, what was I? I was a fighter, a human fighter, archer, uh, level six. So all of our characters were put up to level six for this one shot. Um, the adventure was super, super great. Um, I don't want to spoil the adventure overall for people that are watching us or listening, but needless to say that my highlight of the adventure was the last... Um, the last monster that we had to kill, it was a hag and she threw up a thorn wall and um, kept one of our party members behind it. I ended up on some epic rolls with my archer. I grabbed a chain and swung across the room, hit the sidewall, slid over the um, thorn wall. As I'm sliding down, I hit, I two shot the hag, kill her dead was right. freaking awesome. Um, we had some great moments. Somebody got thrown in acid, which is dope. Somebody's head exploded, also dope. Um, it was really, really, really cool. I had a great, wonderful time with that. If you do not, if you have not played Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons ever, go play Dungeons and Dragons. It's a really great game. Um, get you some cool, awesome friends. Go play and have a great time with it. Super awesome. Oh my god. CS old no, no, we don't need even though as awesome as he is, I don't want it remade. Oh no 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> don't do that, don't do that. And then look and, and speaking of the people, like uh Dinaru was part of the party. Oh cool. Um we were Very playing cool. Dungeons and Dragons with, so hello Dinaru, welcome to the stream. And but um he can if you guys want to know about the campaign, you can ask Dinaru, he's in stream now. Chat him up all about it. We had a great time. Fallen Monk did a great job, put on a great show for us. Um, we had a lot of fun. Very cool. D&D &D is the devil. <laughs> Gordon Wait. Stick. <laughs> Wait. Wait, why is D&D &D the devil? I I'm just curious. You just watched the 8-Bit Theater I video. I've not, not seen that, no. You, oh, yes, you have. You know. I Will. don't remember it. Okay, I want you to... As I continue on with the show, Will, I want you to go on your computer right now and Google 8-Bit D&D Theater, and then you will tell me that you've seen this. I can't. I can't remember it to save my life. Oh, Lord. You scared me. You know what this is. You'll see it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, So, yeah, that's our table talk, guys. That's what we've been playing this week. Uh, let's jump over to required reading um, because we have a couple of articles here for you guys. Uh, number one, I'm going to post it um, as we let you guys know. Um, if you're listening via audio, uh, all of these articles for our news and required reading will be in the show notes. If you're watching via Twitch, uh, we'll have some of them posted into Twitch chat for you. Um, but first and foremost, requ required reading. <laughs> this one's from Kotaku here. Mike Fahey, Mario Kart Tours microtransactions feel like feel gross in a post Apple arcade world. Hmm. Um, we talked hmm. about some of this in Discord this week. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty gross. It. I literally uh, downloaded the game, forgot about the microtransactions, saw them, 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, delete. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go back to playing Oceanhorn 5. So, for people who don't know, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, uh, Mario Kart Tour, which is the new Mario Kart mobile game, did come out this week uh, for Android and iOS. Um, it is free to play, or as uh, Nintendo, li- yeah, li- Nintendo likes to tell you. Um, but here's the kicker. If you want to unlock more of the game, get the full feature set. It is four ninety nine a month. So they've decided with Mario Kart Tour to institute a subscription based service for one game. So it costs Mario Kart Tour costs per, uh, per, as much per month as Apple Arcade does per month. Um, I've there was a video on IGN that I watched. Apparently, they said that if you even wanted to play as Mario, you had to put money into the game. In order to play as Mario in a Mario Kart game where his name is literally in the title. No, let's go even one further. Um, let's talk about how multiplayer is not in here. Yes, multiplayer is not in the game. It's a Mario Kart game without multiplayer. What? It is It is freaking crazy. Um, also, <sighs> I have another article here talking along the same lines from Paul Tassie over at Forbes as well. Um, I didn't even bother. Um, I didn't even bother downloading it. Yeah, uh, no, not at all. Bye. It was nice seeing you Nintendo on mobile, but I'm not touching your stuff again. And it just, it makes me sad because when Mario Kart Run came out, it was, the pricing was great. It was uh, free to play. If you wanted the Mm -hmm. full game, it's 10 bucks. You got all the levels and stuff. But because consumers didn't, they didn't hit, help hit their sales goals. Now, granted, I don't know how lofty those goals were, but... Because people weren't buying the game enough, they decided, hey, let's switch to more nefarious tactics for our mobile games. Um, and it's been kind of yeah. it's been kind of a crapshoot. Speaking of ne- nefarious tactics, let's talk about how you're putting loot boxes in a kid's mobile game. Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, I'm not okay with this. Like, That's true. Um, like, other than like the Pokemon physical game or download game where you buy for the Switch and it's the whole game, I'm not buying any of Nintendo That's stuff true. right now. Uh, Stigander in chat says, funny thing about Nintendo in the microtransactions is there is that they deliberately tried to avoid that pay model for years only to change their mind in time for the system to become antiquated. Yep. That's what, that, that is funny. You're right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's Mario Kart. It doesn't have multiplayer. Now they said for full disclosure, they have talked them out and saying, hinting that they're going to have it in an update soon. But still, if they do something crazy like put it behind the $5 a month paywall, that's even worse. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Sorry. Yeah. The other required reading that I have for you guys this week here uh, comes from one of our one of our good friends, um, Cameron Cook. He actually does, for people who don't know, we know him and we know um, uh, he's a good friend of Seth, um, a.k.a. Darth Turner, um, our um, designer for here for the show here at Rocket Punch. Um, he actually, uh, Cameron does a, he also has a great first name too. So I mean, come on, win, win. Uh, he actually has a weekly blog that he runs called weekly quick save. Um, he's got a WordPress blog that he's talking about. Uh, this week was a really, really interesting one. Uh, title of the article was how many game subscription services is too many kind of delves into like Apple arcade, um, Xbox game pass, uh, Google play pass, which just got announced as well. Oh, and a whole it? lot more. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's a really good article. Definitely encourage you guys to check it out and give it a read. 
Also, uh, if you're a Destiny player, uh, thanks to uh, Darth Turner, a.k.a. Seth, uh, don't forget to sign in and dismantle all your Eververse items uh, so you can get that Bright Dust. Will it do it automatically? If no, we- you, you will not get Bright Dust after the 24-hour shutdown. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to check on that then. Because I, I thought I, I thought they would have just automatically no, they broke don't. it down for you. Nope. Okay. Well, good to know. I will remember that. So, just a heads up for everybody. All right. Let's jump into the news, guys. Um, In case you don't know, news is where we kind of bring you the latest news you need to know from the past week in the gaming industry. Let's. We've got how many items on the docket here? Uh, seven items on the list. Item number one is coming to us from... Um, directly from Oculus. Um, got a press release here from Oculus. Introducing hand tracking on Oculus Quest. Bringing your real hands into... VR. Um, I'm going to read a little bit here. Uh, True hand-based input for VR will unlock new mechanics for VR developers and creators alike. Hand tracking on Quest will let people be more expressive in VR and connect on a deeper level and social experiences. Not only will the current community of VR enthusiasts and early adopters benefit from more natural forms of interaction, hand tracking on Quest will also reduce the barriers of entry to VR for people who may not be familiar or comfortable with gaming controllers. Even better, your hands are always with you and always on. You don't have to grab a controller, keep it charged, or pair it with the headset to jump into VR. From entertainment use cases to education and enterprise, the possibilities are massive. Um, a lot more to the article. Definitely, of course, guys, go give these articles a click. Help support them. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, you know, because we, we we don't we don't talk much about VR. Not saying we don't bash it, but we just don't we don't have headsets personally. Um, so we're not a hundred, you know, we don't get to play with it every day, but VR, I do, I will definitely say I've liked the progressions and stuff that they've made. I like that. It's not necessarily a, like a, a, a niche product, but like, you know, everybody understands that it's very in, in infancy stage yeah. and people are giving it the chances and they understand going into it. Like, Hey, this isn't going to be some full fledged, like PlayStation experience that we've had before. No, true. Um, I've had mixed experiences with VR so I'm waiting and you know that's okay if you have VR and you like it awesome I hope you enjoy it I'm not gonna poop on it it's just you know my pupillary distance is uh, not standard so PlayStation VR doesn't work for me oh yeah yeah I can get one eye in focus and the other one go blurry it's kind of hard to be uh, doing a racing game in VR if you can't see both both eyes but the, the cool yeah. point that with the but quest... But there's cool stuff coming up, yes. Like, yeah, you can, like, put your hands and use your hands to manipulate and grab objects because it's using cameras to track your hand movement. That is cool. I think that's the next step. Oh, yeah. I mean, eventually... For VR. What I would love is actually, even with the budget ones, having to where you can adjust the focal between your pupils. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of them do it. So, if I was going to get VR right now, I'd be spending $1,000. Because yeah, I would go get for the, the high-end HTC. Yeah, I, yeah. I would too. I would like uh, the resolution is going to be better, and it's it. It's very much a you get what you pay for type of scenario. Oh yeah, no. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. So. 100. But um, stay tuned for that, guys. It's pretty cool with the hand tracking. Um, I'm really interested to see where that's going to come from here. Um, uh, I mean, uh, at the beer to be uh, heads up, man. Like my graphics card was a whole computer worth in cost, so. <laughs> Yeah. So is Cam's. <laughs> yes. Sorry. And BlackRock14 makes a good comment as well. Um, it's a step forward. We are yeah. still in the baby stages of VR. We are. Oh, no. 100%. I'm not yeah. poo-pooing on anything. I hope they do well. I hope they continue to develop. Um, you know, 
Just not for me yet. Number two, <laughs> a funny one. Welcome to the club, PlayStation. Um, PlayStation now has their own online store. I don't know why it took them so long. I don't. I don't know either. I, I mean, literally, <laughs> Microsoft has stuff <laughs> online in the Microsoft Store. But it's um, it's a quick blurb here. Um, it's from the official PlayStation blog. I'm not going to read it directly, but basically, um, PlayStation now has its own online store that you can purchase uh, PlayStation consoles, accessories, and games directly from them. Starting today, it is live. Uh, the main reason I wanted to bring this up is this feels like another nail in the coffin for GameStop. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Xbox has always had their online store. You can also go into um, Microsoft stores. Nintendo has always had their online store as well. Mm -hmm. Now PlayStation is joining the fold. I think that somebody slow. They're starting to see. Oh, GameStop's having some rough patches here, and they're stepping out. Um, now, it, 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 I don't. You know, we still got Best Buys and Targets and Walmart's so you can buy your consoles too. But I think that them having their online store could be just another twist of the knife. And what into you know. GameStop maybe not being here anymore. Um, I give GameStop five years at best. I think we've talked about it. You say five years? At best. Like, that. that's being very liberal with it. Varutu uh, in chat says, what is the light at the end of the tunnel for GameStop? Turn it into a uh, do-it-yourself PC boutique? They won't last two years. Um, Dare, <laughs> Beard to be says, GameStop turning into a used game store? Question mark? I mean, they already have yeah. been. <laughs> Yeah, I know we've, we've seen their plans. Um, they're trying to be like this community-based place where you some stores will have retro games, some will have other stuff in the back. Where you kind of making GameStop a place where you come and like play games and goof off and hang out with your friends. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like lately, if I wanted to go get games used, I've either gone to Rocket City Arcade or because they have a used game store in the front or I go to Gamers Paradise out in Madison. Yep. And they have, they're going to have more exotic games that you're looking forward to. Yeah. So, in my opinion. <laughs> Steak, I feel like we're talking about an elderly pet that, that started to go blind and the troubles keep oh, oh, man. That, that was, that was uh, dark and horrible. Now I feel bad, Stig. Jeez. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, man, but... Uh, you know, I miss the I miss the uh, the times long ago when we had like EB Games and Babbage's as well to uh, to compete with GameStop, and it wasn't just this lone like dying juggernaut. Yeah, I agree. You know, those were the the good old days. Yeah, single tier all the time. Um, uh, Dinaro, uh, fun fact: my first job was EB Games. Oh, there you go. I, I know that pain. <laughs> uh, news item number three, guys. Here. Switching to the Xbox camp for a little bit here. Um, yes. Project xCloud game streaming test goes public in October. Uh, reading here directly from VentureBeat, uh, Jeff Grubb reading, um, writing this article here. Microsoft is moving Project xCloud into its next phase. The game streaming technology will open up to a public test in the United States, UK, and South Korea in October. This is an important step in Microsoft's efforts to launch game streaming as a product at some point in the future. Project xCloud's public preview will include a handful of Xbox games for testing. Using a phone or tablet, you can stream Halo 5 Guardians, Gears 5, Killer Instinct, or Sea of Thieves. Those games are free to use on xCloud through the duration of the test. As part of this preview, Microsoft is looking for data and feedback about xCloud's performance. The idea is to move beyond internal testing at Microsoft to see how xCloud performs in a wider variety 
circumstances. Um, of course, a lot more to the article. Uh, per- um, xCloud public registration is open. Uh, you can sign up to participate in the test today. Microsoft has a registration site in English for the US and UK, and it has a separate Korean site for South Korea. Um, keynote, key thing to note about that, which was kind of a bummer to us, it is, as far as mobile devices go, it is only available for Android right now. No iOS functionality is available. I'm so gonna, if, yeah, I don't... I, don't I, I have an Android TV, but... I don't think that would work. I think it's just mobile devices. Yeah. So uh, So if you have an Apple device, just go ahead and forget about the xCloud public test because you're not going to be able to get into it. Uh, I don't think about, I don't think it's about that. Honestly, I don't think Apple wants to price them out. I think the big thing there is Apple usually requires you to, if you're going to see it in app to publicly release it, you can only see it to so many people with codes. That's true. Um, so their thing is usually like, well, then why don't you just release the, the app? Good point. I mean, Dinaro, you're not wrong. I could mount my TV in the back of my Subaru. That can make it mobile. Good point. What, what do you think about xCloud? Are you, are you still am, excited about it, interested about it? I am, for one reason. Okay. I can use my Xbox One X as a server. That's why. Yeah. So I could have, because I'm on fiber... I have gigabit connection at the house with unlimited data. I could stream from my house to wherever I am if I'm in the North Alabama area. That's going to be much faster than as far as everything else goes than just like, oh man, I got to wait for them to stream from like Nashville or wherever their data center is closest Mm -hmm. to us. You know, it's like, yeah, no, I can just download it to my Xbox and stream from there. Yeah. That is awesome. And the fact that I can use my own hardware that I'm going to have hooked to my TV anyway to stream Yes. Yeah, do it. So that is why I'm stoked. Okay. I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, next news item on the docket. What am I at? Number four. Make sure. I believe so. I can. I can has counts. Um. Yes. Number four here. Borderlands Three. I told you we talked about it again. Is the fastest selling game in two K's history. This from GameIndustry.biz. Um, actually, oh, so it's legitimate. It is legit. Like this is for real, for real. Um, Will, if you wouldn't mind, could you read the first probably four or five paragraphs while I fix some stuff on the computer? Yeah, one second. Number four. Yeah, sorry. There we are. I'm derping through the links, guys. Don't mind me. Derp, 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 derp. Read away. All right. So the latest Borderlands outing has broken multiple records for both the series and 2K Games publishing label. Take-Two has announced Borderlands 3 sold 50% more copies in its first five days than Borderlands 2, which makes it the fastest-selling 2K title to date. Uh, Further indicating the shift away from uh, retail, the publisher reports that 70% of all copies sold during that time were digital. The highest percentage downloads have ever... Uh, taken for a multi-platform title release both physically and digitally by 2k games sell in borderlands that doesn't make sense sell in for borderlands 3 or sales for borderlands 3 have reached more than 5 million units in the first five days meaning the franchise has now generated more than a billion in net bookings to date it's only the second 2k franchise to ever achieve this (laughs) i like i yeah i think Garuto's comment in Twitch chat, so much for the Epic Store boycott that never happened. You are you are correct. I'm going to be 100% honest, guys. Uh, as far as the whole Epic boycott thing, I think that's stupid. And it's just another store. It's it, that, That's what I'm sticking with. A part of me, it's really, it's vocal minority. 
And oh, no, people that, have heard that term thrown around a lot. Uh, I believe it's the Steam uh, PCMR neckbeards that are uh, the ones throwing the biggest fits right now. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, as, it, as, as, as this shows that normal consumers they don't, don't care. necessarily care. They just want to play the game, and if they can get it at another store... Um, I, I bet some of those people, because I remember when Borderlands 3 was initially ready for pre-order, it was part. It was right when Epic's game store had the um, summer sale, and it was on sale for like 50 bucks, and some people got in and got the game. If you if you got it early, you got the game for 50 bucks yeah. instead of 60 before they inevitably turned this um, page off and then put it back up for, yeah. for a good price. Um, I ended up going PlayStation, because that's where my friends that play the game mm-hmm. are at. So... I mean, it's one of those where I'm lucky enough I have a choice where I can play my games, and, well, at that point, I really just went where my friends were. Yeah, that's always nice to have. That's where you want to do, right? Yeah, you want to be where your friends are at, especially in a game that's built around playing with your friends. Exactly. But um, congrats to Borderlands. Yep. Uh, The game has been a huge success. I mean, people, we probably pull up on Twitch, like, it's still one of the top streamed games on Twitch. A lot of our friends are still playing it Mm -hmm. um, and goofing off with it on Twitch there. Um, yeah, and uh, Denaro says, it's not like you have to buy another console to get the launcher. Right? Which is why I don't mind having the Xbox launcher, the Rockstar launcher, and all this other stuff. I don't care. It's another, like, 30 to 100 meg client on my system. <laughs> I, I love Harutu. He's a, he's practical in yeah. Twitch chat. As long as they continue to give me free games, I'll keep cashing in on them. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all multi-billion dollar companies. We don't owe them any allegiances. Right on both fronts, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And besides, none of it will matter once the GOG 2.0 launcher comes out. Because guess what, guys? GOG 2.0 is going to let you just link all your games from all platforms together. Who cares? It's Boom. great. It's great, Boom. actually. Because you know how I know? I'm in the beta. Um, It's wonderful. Let's go to news item number five here. Uh, part of the reason I'm wearing this particular shirt, if you're watching via video here... Uh, the Last of Us Part Two has gotten a release date. Oh yeah, um, this Did is it? this is directly. People actually want to play that crap again. They yeah, they kind of do here. <laughs> um, this is wow. directly from Neil Druckmann, the the director of The Last of Us Part Two, over on the PlayStation blog here. Uh, make sure I'm so the drugster strikes again. He does. <laughs> um, right, okay. Reading a little bit here. Uh, thank you for being patient with us. Very patient. Even though we've been eager to share more about The Last of Us Part 2 and tell you its release date, we wanted to wait until we were close to wrapping up production, and we were confident in the date itself. We have a bunch of new stuff to share with you all today, starting with the fact that on February 21st, 2020, The Last of Us Part 2 can finally be in your hands. We began working on this game over five years ago. It's hard to describe the immense pressure of following up the first game. We know how much you love this world and its characters, especially Ellie and Joel. Believe me, we're fans as well. We love them, which is why we spent years crafting a game that we feel will do them justice, telling a nuanced story that deals with the core question, how far would you go to exact justice against the people that hurt the ones you love? It's a highly emotional story with complex themes that benefit the world of The Last of Us. What we realized pretty early on is that we were putting together Naughty Dog's most ambitious and longest game in our 35-year history. To tell this kind of story, the game needed to be massive. Without spoiling too much, at the top of this post, you can watch the brand new trailer which Twitch viewers are watching right now, um, that we debuted earlier today on State of Play, which just scratches the surface of what the game has in store. Of course, there's a lot more into the article, but February 21st, 2020, happy birthday, Cameron. 
It's awesome. We're, I we're, already know what you're streaming, all right? <laughs> you're, oh you can just put it on the calendar now. You're streaming it. So, uh, Twitch viewers, you're watching the trailer. Like, did you get a chance to watch the full trailer? No, I was at work. Um, but you heard the release date. Like, are you never got a chance to play the first one? Um, no, I didn't. But it's okay because it's the PS Plus free game starting in October. Yes, <laughs> that is also true. If you don't have the first game, if you have PlayStation Plus, you can get it for free next month. I already own it. So, guess what? I'm going to stream uh, after Destiny in October. <laughs> there you go. Like, what well, last of us? Oh me! You have to play. You have like this is. A, I'm gonna play it. Like a, if you haven't played the first Last of Us, this is a game you really have to experience. Oh man, actually, um, this is a good point. It's a perfect Halloween game according to Ruto. That's this, true. This looks like it. Yeah, this true. That w- this would be a great Halloween game to um, check out and see. But um, no, the game is great. It is. I, I'm, I'm super pumped. Like the the content they showed with the trailer was just. Like, is it bad that I know that that's Joel and Ellie and I've never played the game? <laughs> nope, it's not because that's we've hit you've hit peak mainstream there. Um, yeah. That's what they want. That's how they want you to react to that. But no, uh, this game was something super super special. Um, I am really 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 excited for the Last of Us Part Two, um, and we're going to talk more about that and a bunch of other games later on yep. in our topic of the show. So stay tuned for that. But again. February 21st, 2020, release date. Uh, they This was Outbreak Week, so they had a lot of new content. Uh, people's impressions of the game, if you want to go find them, go search for your favorite content creator or news person out there. I mean, kind of funny. IGN, GameSpot, Kotaku, everybody did something on it. So definitely go check it out. Say what? Uh, the Bearded Beast says, it's definitely going to be one of the first games I'm going to stream, The Last of Us. It's so good. Go play The Last of Us if you have not had a chance to do so. I guess I'm just going to leave my PlayStation hooked into my second monitor. I don't even know why I'm not unplug it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a good point. Yeah. That's a really good oh, point. Oh, man. Um, next item up on the docket here. Make sure I get that ready for you guys here. Apex Legends Season 3 it's coming out. They uh, finally announced it. We got a new character and finally, been talking about this for a while, a brand new map. Um, I'm reading here from Nick Stat over on TheVerge.com. Uh, Respawn made a bombshell announcement for its Apex Legends Battle Royale shooter this morning, revealing a brand new map for its upcoming third season that's arriving in just a few days. The new destination called World's Edge is where molten heat and chemical ice collide. Um, including indicating players will be facing off in an extreme temperature environment. In a teaser trailer for the map, we can see both icy and lava field battlefields. In a twist on the existing dropship, there is also a moving train, which should add a very interesting mobile element to World's Edge. Respawn says the location alongside its new legend, Crypto, will be arriving with Season 3 next week on October 1st. So, very cool. don't have to wait long to play it. You, um, a lot more to the article, of course, guys. You have not you don't i've played apex a couple of times Uh, it's one of those games where like i'll play it if other people are playing it with me but i don't go out of my way to play it yeah i i i agree i don't necessarily jump in there fully when i'm by myself but playing with friends has always been great i mean i had a blast with um uh adderolin from one more games cast and jmo um doing a co-stream on that so it was really, really awesome to see. But like, I just, I even talking to them like a week or two ago, I was like, man, if only they need to get another map. 
Like, give us a second map so we can yeah. jump in there, and it will be super, super awesome. Um, but I'm glad to see, of course, you know, we expected a new hero, but also uh, new maps and stuff. It's going to be super, super, mm-hmm. super awesome to kind of see them in their element there. I can agree uh, 100%. So definitely, if you're excited for Apex, make sure to check it out. It's going to be super dope. Because um, I know we get a lot of fans out there. Uh, this is the next one I want. What is number seven? And finally, on the docket here, last news item, um, directly from VentureBeat, as I loaded up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Survivor Mode won't hit Xbox and PC until October 2020. Uh, this one I'm reading again from VentureBeat.com, Jeff Grubb reporting on this. Um hmm. PlayStation 4 has had some form of timed exclusive content for the Call of Duty franchise since 2015's Black Ops 3. Um, This partnership had previously had downloadable content hitting PS4 a month earlier than Xbox One or PC. For Call of Duty Modern Warfare, however, the deal applies to the game's survival mode, and the PS4 exclusivity runs through October 1st, 2020. Survival mode works a lot like Gears of War's franchise's Horde. Player teams players team up to take on waves of enemies over a series of rounds. It is one of the options in Modern Warfare Spec Ops mode. As in previous Modern Warfare games, Spec Ops is, Spec Ops is a series of cooperative missions that stand alongside the competitive multiplayer and single-player campaigns. Um, what do you think about this, Will? I know you had some some thoughts yeah. on... I'm cool with uh, different companies uh, having different options for different platforms. That's cool. But I think to block an entire game mode instead of like a map here or there or cosmetics or things like that or certain weapons, that's... I can't begin to express like... You know, in all honesty, what it really makes me want to do? Not buy the game. Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to just skip this game. Like I have all the Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. And Rutu makes good points that people have talked about too. He says in chat that means the mode is dead because another Call of Duty will be out by that date. Or yep, at least no. very close to it. No, absolutely. Because Call of Duty is an annual platform. Yeah. And it's one of those where, yes, you brought crossplay. That's a big boon. But it also makes me want to not support you because you're taking a mode that could be played by everybody and locking it. Yeah, uh, Bearded Bee in chat says, I'm ha- I'm hyped about crossplay, but the exclusive for a year is a bummer. I bet it doesn't last that long. It'll be low population and PlayStation will release it. No, they won't. Um, uh, PlayStation doesn't release anything. They put clutches on it and they hang on to it. I'm really surprised they didn't make this a um, 30-day mode again. Like they've done with all their content. I'm not sure where why they ended up having to do the year thing. Now... I, I am also going to say, people have complained about this. Will this affect people's purchase decision as a whole? No, I don't think so. No, if I do end up buying it, uh, because, say, for whatever reason, all my friends end up jumping on it, mm-hmm. it's either going to be on Xbox or PC. I will not touch this on PlayStation. Yeah. No, just for principle. Well, the other reason I, I think uh, one of the comments I just said as well is kind of an addendum to this story that adding on here um, from... Activision Blizzard's official news press release here, um, post that in chat there, a Call of Duty Modern Warfare's multiplayer beta was the biggest ever in franchise history. I mean, um, yeah, that's cool, but... 
I'm going to read a little bit of this um, blog here they posted, but um, highly anticipated beta delivers new franchise highs and most users hours played and peak concurrence. Um, uh, Activision today confirmed that the recent Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta has become the largest in Call of Duty history, delivering the most users, most hours played and highest peak concurrent numbers of players across PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC combined. Millions of gamers downloaded and played the beta, which ran across two consecutive weekends beginning Thursday, September 12th and ending Monday, September 23rd. The beta included crossplay, enabling gamers to play together across PS4, Xbox One, and PC for the first time in franchise history. Quote, we're focused on delivering the best online experience possible, and that includes bringing the community together with crossplay, said Patrick Kelly, creative director and co-studio head of Infinity Ward. We appreciate all of the players from around the world who played and shared feedback. Your support is not only a driving inspiration to the entire team, but also provides us with important data and feedback, which helps us improve the experience for launch. So, like, yeah, the exclusive stuff is an issue, but according to those numbers, I mean, the best in franchise history, that's why I think, like, the exclusive thing won't matter. People are still going to go buy this game. They're still going to have crossplay. I mean, the, the I think yeah, I, I think the crossplay is a bigger draw to that especially since it's a call of duty game than the exclusive mode that playstation gamers get not saying it's right but i think that's what oh wow ruto is saying they played the beta and didn't like the inconsistency and latency some games get 11 ping others 128 mm. that's not cool yeah. for a game that's about ready to drop got about a month left yeah. i know that um uh, Adderolin, uh, who was part of One More Games cast last week, he was talking about some of his gameplay experience oh, yeah. with it as well. Um, it looks interested. I'm still interested in it. Um, uh, it's it, it looks really exciting, and I'm really curious to see what the final verdict is on the game when it comes out on October 25th. Is that all the news? That's all the news. I think that is the last one, yeah. So let's jump in, guys, to topic of the show. Um, this one's an interesting one, so... We got, I was watching The Last of Us 2, okay. watch the trailer, like, oh my God, February 21st, 2020, this is going to be awesome, this is going to be great, and I had multiple thoughts. I started looking on Twitter, and okay. one of the guys I follow, Shinobi602, you should follow him too, um, post, makes a post, and the post is along the lines of like, next year, early next year is already stacked. Mm-hmm. February 2020 is The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, yes. March 2020 is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. April 2020 is Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. So three very big, I dare say, game of the year contender level games coming out back to back to back in the same year. And so I'm like, holy crap, I forgot about that. First thought, my wallet's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, because I have the I have the collector's editions for those three games pre-ordered. I'm actually canceling my uh, Cyberpunk collector's edition. I'm going to buy it on GOG. Yeah, you said you're going to get it on GOG. Uh, that um, way, a hundred percent of the funds go to CD Projekt Red, and not just a little portion of them. Yep, I'm going to buy it on their storefront. And this, um, this also got me. <laughs> this also got me thinking of a bigger, even bigger, like bird's eye view. And asking myself the question, is 2020 going to be the best year for gaming yet? But from what we know, it's way too early. Yeah. But from what we see, and we're going to see, we're going to look at some statistics, not only just those three games, but also some statistics 
um, on what games are coming out next year, or at least that are slated to as of right now in this recording. And I guess put that's at the end, we're going to answer that question. Like, do we think that 2020 will, do we think that 2020 will be the best year for gaming so far? Well, we do know that Halo Infinite's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have the new Xbox and the new PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, we may even get a Switch refresh because NVIDIA is... Um, there's some stuff right now, which means there's going to be a new Shield coming out, essentially, on an updated chip. Uh, okay. The Switch runs on the same chip as the Shield. Yeah. So, if that's the case, yes, I'm about <laughs> this. Um, so that could be a thing. There's a lot of stuff going on to say hardware refreshes are possible. There's a new patent that Nintendo has that have Joy-Cons that flip forward. So you can hold it like this, but have your joysticks like this instead of here. Oh! Yeah, so okay. there's, there's some really cool stuff that's out there. And it's one of those that it's like, yo, I would be all in on a Switch Pro Bearded B just to have 60 frames 1080p on a Switch. Like when docked instead of like, eh. well, let's, let's, let's take it a step at a time. First up, let's talk about the three heavy hitter games. We've already talked about the last of us part two. Yeah. Um, let's talk about final fantasy seven remake March, 2020. It's a third of the game at best. It's not even the full game. And so it can't be the game of the year. It's not complete. Oh, I think it's still. Now, of, um, I'm, I'm telling you now, if you, if it's not a complete game, how can it be game of the year? It's yes, it's disc one of the game. <laughs> and, I'm telling and, you and now, people people can say that all you want, but you could also say the same thing about like tr- it, games in a trilogy. Like, and, and I'm not okay. I, I'm a big, we know how the story ends. I'm I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. Go ahead and preface that by saying, but I don't think that it because this is as they've already claimed that this is part of a game that they're remaking, that it doesn't disqualify it from being a game of the year. People put in Fortnite in game of the year contention. That game was in early access beta and it was one mode. Yes, but we didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm talking about in a right. general, in so, a, you, so you're putting other outlets uh, that were like, Oh yeah, no Fortnite game of the year. And I, we were I, like, yeah, we're not putting that. Oh, even list. not even like Fortnite didn't really win game of the year. Just, um, it was in the conversation for some of those game of the years. I, I, I think this is, this game will be in game of the year talks hundred percent. Like you, we, we say what you want, how you feel in the fact that, Oh, it's only a third of the game, all this other stuff. This, as far as, Everything's concerned is basically set up. It's part one of three, but it's set up just like a trilogy would be in any other game or movie. You're, you know what's going to happen, but you're going to get to a point where cliffhanger, you leave Midgar or whatever, and then it's like, boom, okay, get ready for the next, you know, when the next game comes out in 2025 or whatever that game comes out. God knows we don't know when that game's going to come out. But um, all I'm saying is, like, it's one of those where I, I'll, I'll play it once they release all three and the Mondo pack. For $60 as Game of the Year Edition. You will be waiting a very long time for it. You know, it's fine because I have the original version of the game on disc. And I already know how the game ends. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm super excited for this game, um, as people already know. Um, I'm not pooping on the game. I Yeah, I want to play it. But at the same time, I just can't, in good faith, like think about it in close to being Game of the Year when it's not even a complete game. It, it's... And I think that's that's a very interesting topic in the conversation because again, like I said, like it's just like if if you have because Borderlands is 
not just picking that out. If you have Borderlands one, if that game were to end on a cliffhanger, would that not be the same thing? Not really, because we didn't know two was in, in existence or well, how it, it was going to end. The knowledge of the game before and after doesn't necessarily matter. No, but the point is the fact that this is a remake and it's not on the box art also bothers me. Yeah, yes, that did that did rub a lot of people the wrong way. So, is that it's I'm not sorry, on the... this is part one of three of a remake and you're not putting that on the box art? Yeah, I'm not touching this game. Not for a hot minute. I think those are shaky reasons, but... I mean, you know, it's also not the best Final Fantasy game. Ooh, boy, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna walk down that. Oh, you're not gonna step on that road grenade. of rows, <laughs> that road of thorns there. Um, and then, like the next game, I definitely want us to kind of talk about and kind of in the big three. You know, Last of Us in February, Final Fantasy VII remake in March, April, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, what about this game? How excited are we for Cyberpunk 2077? Wake the bleep up, Samurai. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. I'm just so excited for this game. Um, Rude 2, uh, no, I think it is greed, man. Because at the end of the day, they're still getting money from Microsoft for their games being on Game Pass. I know I've, for one, bought both uh, Just Cause 4 and um, the latest uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider game. I Tomb Raider games have actually done well enough that... You know, they may not be like, oh my god, it's raining money like Call of Duty, but I think they're doing okay. Enough to have a trilogy of games. Yeah. So, does Square need the money? Yeah, but they're also, they have more subs for Final Fantasy XIV than World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so, um, I'm just going to say, their games are still printing money. And they just did the 7, 8, and 9 re-releases on the Switch. And that those are selling like gangbusters. But with Cyberpunk 2077, it, I mean, just people, oh my God, this game, like we can't, we can't get enough of this game. Um, I was already sold in 2013, but then you decided to shoehorn Keanu Reeves in it. Yep. (laughs) Now, I want the box art to say like Cyberpunk 2077 now featuring Keanu Reeves. And like, do, have him doing the your breathtaking pose as he's pointing at the people, and the have it be a, like a sticker on the front. That would be wonderful. Uh, but no, Cyberpunk is is looking pretty. Cyberpunk is looking great. I, yeah. I can like uh, people watching Twitch are watching the deep dive a little bit of that right now in the video. But Cyberpunk is looking great. It's looking stellar. Everyone is getting out of the way of April, like in as well as they should be. <laughs> Um, I think the two big games to look forward to that year, besides Halo Infinite, uh, honestly, I don't think you should be looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Remake um, as much as you should be looking forward to Cyberpunk and Last of Us. Oh, I think you should be looking forward to all three. I'm not um, saying don't look forward to it. I'm just saying, like, if you can only afford two of the three. Um, dude, I'm betting a lot of people are going to get Johnny Silverhand tattoos. That's going to be my bet. That... Ugh. Not going to get into an argument on like Final Fantasy VII as a game. Like it, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just want the whole game. It and you're going to have to wait. I like the the big thing on Final Fantasy VII. Like you know what? It's okay because I have 14. Is that that's true? Like you it's that I'm what they're doing with Seven Remake is still extremely ambitious, and I'm I've been very excited to see what they're going to do and what 
the fact that they're making it and splitting the game up means they're having to justify you paying full price for this game. And everything I've seen so far is looking to be in that direction. So I'm very excited. I'll be excited for everyone. It's totally fine. Um, but those are some of the big three games that we're getting like at the, the first qu third of the year. We are getting The Last of Us, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Cyberpunk 2077. Bam, bam, bam. You're not getting a break from the holidays, people. Nah. Um, we, we, we started talking about it earlier. Um, some of the other stuff coming in 2020. Hardware. Uh, new PlayStation will be announced and revealed. Yep. And available next year. A new Xbox will be announced and revealed and available next year. Um, there have been rumors based on some of the stuff that happened a couple of months earlier that a new a Switch Pro, we talked about it earlier in chat, like mm -hmm. a Switch Pro may be announced for sometime next year. Um, like, I don't... Uh, oh, man. Any, hard, any of the hardware stuff specifically exciting you? Um... Okay, you want to talk about hardware? I can talk about hardware. So, have you guys um, ever looked into the current, essentially, arms race between AMD and Intel? No, I, okay. no, I, I, um, I clearly haven't. So, this is going to be Zen 2 based, which is the same architecture that the AMD uh, Epic uh, processors uh, are based off of that sell for like seven grand a pop. Uh, these are the same architecture that my 3900X is based off of. So this okay. is a serious um, chip. Um, Cascade Lake X is... Eh, I'm going to be honest. Um, good luck as far as Intel goes. Yeah, 64 cores, 128 threads. Um, Linus of Linus Tech Tips got his hands on one thanks to Super Micro and a Super Micro motherboard. Mm -hmm. uh, because AMD wasn't going to let him get one. But oh. it, um, Super Micro being a motherboard vendor, well, they have to test the motherboards, which means they get it. They get one. Well, they sent sent it to him to let him borrow it. It is insane. Um, so to give you guys an idea, in the latest, um, what was it? Hang on, it was it was one of the benchmarking things. I can't remember the name of it right now, mm -hmm. um, but it was version twenty of it. Uh, anyway. It got like an 84,000 com comparable to like, uh, was the score. Let me see. Linus. That's pretty high, people. Um, I'm looking for it now. I'm looking for the video right now because uh, it was. We'll let him, we'll let yeah, him look for the it, stats. It, it was absolutely nuts. The point I'm trying to make, though, is because AMD is doing this whole chiplet design. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're liter literally the video title is holy shit. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, I, I play. Yeah. We don't know much about the PlayStation Four. I feel we know another whatever the next PlayStation is. So here's the trick. Okay. Um, these are chiplet-based processors. AMD has patented the ability to take a processor and a graphics processor, like a full-size graphics die. And put them on a larger die with HBM2 memory on top of the processor. Okay. So essentially what that means is instead of having to go to an external uh, motherboard to access the RAM, it can be on the same monolithic chip. Okay. So you can That's have your good. RAM, CPU, and GPU on one like socketable when you, when you, chip. When you close the distance between the two, that makes things go faster, power Less consumption. requirement, all of that. It's mm -hmm. going to get insane. That's good all around. 
Um, no, I'm talking about something that's faster and crazier than KBLAG. Um, this is something that AMD has been working on for a long time. Problem is, they didn't have CPUs worth caring about to put with it. And so that's why they partnered with Intel to do that with the Vega chips. Still hasn't come out yet. So are they putting these in the new consoles? That's what all this is based off of. Ooh, yeah. yeah like, no, the memory controller is being brought into the CPU for that. Um, so there's a couple things out there. There's been some uh, leaks for benchmarks mm-hmm. from uh, unreleased APUs, because you know it's essentially what this is. It's called an APU, um, where they are destroying some of the current stuff. It's actually very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Actually, Rotu, the cool thing is it's all 7 nanometer. So, like, I have a 3900X. The memory controller and the I.O. hub on the chip is actually 14 nanometer, and everything else, uh, the chiplets are all 7 nanometer. Yeah. And Rutu, you say that thing is going to be hot. Yeah, like, anytime you're working with chipsets and stuff, it's definitely going to run hot. I think that, my, and one thing that I think Microsoft might have an edge on with their next-gen system is that their vapor chamber technology that they created for the Xbox One X... I'm sure there's going to be some. Yeah, they they've um, iterated on whatever stuff they put in their system, and now it's going to go into the new Xbox. Whatever so that the vapor is. chamber stuff you're talking about, that's in the the CPU cooler I told you to buy. That's yeah. not something Microsoft created. They just adapted it for consoles. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, their creation adaptation. Eh, it's all yeah. the same thing. Um, but bearded B, yes, it's very similar to the Epic server chips they're releasing. Um, the difference is these can be higher clock speed. Um, so the one Linus got his hands on was like 2.25 gigahertz was the top speed for it, but it was only a 225 watt chip for 64 cores, 120 threads compared to my 12 core, 24 thread, like 105 watt chip. Less power is good. Yeah. So for that many cores, that's awesome. Um, they were actually, they went and rendered a full BMW in this software and it took like a minute. Normally it takes like Ooh, a, like, nice. like ten to fifteen. <laughs> it is absolutely stupid. But yeah, it, I'm going to share the link to this video because uh, everybody should see this. This is kind of cool. But this is it's really interesting. Like we don't we really don't know much about the next PlayStation and Xbox. But um, the fact that they're both coming out in November, we know specs. Well, so they're going to be PCIe Gen Four uh, solid states mm-hmm. paired to probably a hard drive. Yep. So what Apple's been doing with Fusion drives for a while now take that and crank it on steroids. So Fusion Drive is a solid-state married to a hard drive. Um, Beyond that, then you're going to have an 8-core processor, probably 20 uh, graphics processing units on the GPU Mm -hmm. die. And you got to have at least 16 gigs of RAM. You know what's funny about this is like, anytime we have a year where new hardware is announced, everybody's always excited about it. I think even more so this year, because of... Because the game console makers have finally snapped out of it and started making the games based on PC architecture, like x86 architecture, I I mean, 100% going to put down on money now. And one thing I'm really excited about is that the first thing people are going to ask is going to be like, what are, what about my games that I just bought? I just got Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just got Cyberpunk. I just got Last of Us 2 this year. And now you want me to buy a new console. Yep. They're both going to tell you that your games are completely... They're both working to make sure that all the prior console systems 
and games will work, work. on the new consoles. Exactly. Which is going to be great because that means I can go into the PlayStation 5 generation with like 300 games I still have to play. Exactly. And I can go into the Xbox generation with like all of Game Pass to play. And they they said that, you know, I'm sure some of the games are going to be like, oh, if we have our developers just tweak their games just a little bit, games will look better, will run smoother, dot, dot, dot. Well, and so um, there is a thing that got out uh, from one of the PlayStation things where essentially they were talking about dev units. And the dev unit stuff, yeah, anything DirectX is going to be fine. Uh, but the dev units are insane as far as power from what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really cool. Uh, don't expect your PS4 games, other than loading faster, to run any faster or look prettier, though. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that now. If it didn't have PS4 Pro optimization, it's not going to have optimization on this. They're just gonna. It's gonna essentially drop the processor into PS4 mode, and it's gonna play that way. And it'll play like a PS4 Pro. But still, being able to have the game available. Yeah, it's, you're not awesome. losing your your software that you paid for. That's the awesome part. We're finally approaching the. Hey, all of these are PCs now. That's really what's happening, yep. and it's great. It's so awesome. Makes life so much easier. And like. And not even just talking about those three games, at least so far at the beginning of the year, but and not only that, but we have the console releases, but the other good games that we're getting next year, um, I'm, I've pulled up a list and I've posted it for people in Twitch here. Uh, just do a quick run through of some of the highlighted games that people are generally excited for more. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yep. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Remember that game? We don't even know anything about that. That got announced at Ubisoft's oh, E3 conference. Right. That comes out in February. Yep. You've got um, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Legion. Legion, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which a lot of people are super pumped for that. Yep. Um, oh, my God. Um, Marvel's, Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. Yep. Very interested to see how that game is going to do. And those are just the games we have dates for. Um, scanning through this huge list. Games Dying I know that. Two, that game looked awesome. Uh, Destroy All Humans, the remake for that, looks yep. great. Uh, da, da, da. There's a new Guilty Gear game coming. Halo Infinite, which yep. we talked about. Um, oh my God! What Kerbal uh, Space Program Two, baby? Little Nightmares Two, baby. <laughs> um, also, a new Microsoft Flight Sim. I'm actually stoked for that. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons actually looks really good. It looks um, like you take Minecraft, you take Diablo, and you make them have a baby. Yes. Neo Two, which was a super awesome game. Uh, Psychonauts Two coming out next year. Uh, the system shock coming out next year, uh, new tales game, tales of arise coming out next year, uh, that Tom Clancy's Rainbow six quarantine looked pretty cool. Uh, three. Oh my goodness. I'm just th thumbing through the games here. No, that's, that's all we can see. That's on this list here. That's a pretty, that's a pretty solid list. I'm kind of interested in this. Yakuza like a dragon. That, that sounds just interesting. It's a Yakuza game. I'm like, eh. Hey, look, Ed, it's better than GTA. Ooh. Ooh. Like, well, this is not even to say, like, we don't even know the games that will be oh, releasing man. or coming for next gen with the new the new consoles. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, we got that Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. That's going to be interesting. That is coming out. If you're correct about that. Yeah. That, is, that is a thing that is happening. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go see it so I can, I can literally sit there and watch Pluminal's face the entire time. <laughs> Get some popcorn and watch him, not Just, the movie. Yeah, I'm going to watch his reactions as he cries about what they've done to his franchise. But it... I just don't... Like... All these games, new consoles... Yep. Three, these juggernaut games coming out at the beginning of the year. Like, 
asking that question now, like, do, do we think, do you think that 2020, based on the information we have right now and what's laid out, do we think it'll be the best year for gaming so far? You forgot Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming out right before Last that? of Us Part 2. Ten days before. I did. Crap. Oh, there you go. Ori and... Journey um, to the Savage Planet looks great. Yeah, man. Um, it's going to be interesting. Not to mention, though, everything we're going to see at E3. And if Sony does another PlayStation event in February to announce it like they did the PS4 the year it came out. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't... We don't E3 is still around the corner. It's yeah. a new console launch, so they're going to have new games that haven't been announced yet that are going to... They need... Please do not do any of this half-generation crap like we did with the 360 and the Xbox One and the PS3 and the PS4. Just stick to your guns. Launch it only on the new platform. I, I'm... Don't hinder yourself by supporting old hardware. Because these, these processors are like 2012, 2013 technology. Move on. Well, I think that they, because they're x86, it should be a lot easier for them if they do want to still leverage. Because you got to remember, there's still millions of consoles out there. So they do yeah, have to... Yeah, there's almost 100 million PlayStations. I'm not saying that's cool and all, but hey, you know what? Go to GameStop, trade them in for like $5 and get you the new console. <laughs> or sell them on Facebook Marketplace. You'll get a lot more money. But I'm... All, like The Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Cyberpunk 2077, as long as those games deliver, it is very hard-pressed for me to say that 2020 is not the best game, uh, uh, like the best year for gaming so far. Like Those are looking, everything that's been shown, they're looking and shaping up to be really awesome. You throw in all these other games, new IPs, new console hardwares that are being released, I am very, very yeah. optimistic on next year. I I am hesitantly optimistic. Uh, I'm still holding some reservations. We'll see. I'm not I'm not saying oh no the the world's going to end. GameStop is going to buy all these developers and you know no no. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Maybe in some twisted dark parallel dimension but not where, here. Where they play Kakarot and gather the Dragon Balls. Maybe. Yeah, no no no, not um, not here though. No no, in all seriousness, it's going to be a cool year. I don't know if it's going to beat 07. What uh, what was in 07? I can't go back that far. Hang on, was it? Because I know at least what people, like some of the big years that people have enjoyed so far in gaming, like 2007 is a year that comes up a lot. 2013 is also a year. 2012 or 2013 is also All a year right. that comes up a lot um, for people. Hang on. So, Burning Crusade came out in 07. So, that was huge. Yep, I'm, I'm thumbing through some of the list here, too. Right. Um, Final Fantasy that. VI Advanced. Let's, we're looking at the same list. Yep, yep. Um, Ratchet and Clank on the PSP. The PSP was massive for me, man. I had such a blast. I love my PSP, PSP, even with their weird... A crackdown. That was a big game. Yep. You know, it's... I think it's fallen a little bit far from grace. A Jade Empire came out that year. That yep. game was great. I loved that game. Yep. Uh, um, Vice City Stories came out. Let's see. Burnout Dominator. Um, let's see. Motorstorm was a blast. I enjoyed that game. I still think that game was a better racing game than anything we have currently. God of War 2. Yep. Um, that was a great game. Man, we're not even through March yet. Yeah, I know. Hang on. Bla uh, I actually had a lot of fun with Armored Core and Blazing Angels. Armory Core was good. I really liked yeah. that one. Let's Don't see. Conqueror, uh, Splinter Cell, Double Agent. Um, uh, Guitar Hero 2 was that yep. year. Uh, oh, Singstar popped. Remember that game? Uh, Elder Scrolls 4, Shivering Isles uh, DLC popped. 
Diamond and Pearl Pokemon yep. came out that oh, year. God, that was insane. Um, that that's a big one. Those were great games too. I think they're still some of the best Pokemon games that have come out. Were Diamond and Pearl. Uh, Resident Evil Four came out on Windows that year. Came out on yeah. Windows. It was already out on GameCube yeah. and other stuff like that. Um, Marvel Training Game, Crush, Legend of Dragoon. I mean, it, it just Jesus. So not, we're stuff. not even through halfway through the year. I know. Hang on. Uh, Odin Sphere came out. That game was awesome. Odin Sphere. Did they remake PS- that? Yeah. Recently? Well, no. You can uh, re-download it on on uh, PS3 and PS4. It's a PS2 game. Okay. okay. Yeah, it came out on PS2 that year. <laughs> uh, NCAA Football 08. You remember that? Remember that series, kids? Oh man, I still I, I will argue to this day the NCAA football series was better than Madden uh, NFL. Everybody thought so. Which is why more people bought that than they did, especially in the U.S. than they did Madden. Yep. Um, Mario Party Eight. Let's see. So I'm slowly oh, getting the fall. Halo so Two for Windows. <laughs> we're gonna hit, start getting the heavy hitters here since we're getting in the fall. Uh, September, September, Sonic Rush Adventure. I don't look. Overlord up. came out. That was awesome. Hot Wheels beat that. Let's sure. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass came out that year. That was a very good game. Geometry Wars Waves. Uh, that series was really good. Yeah. Last time Persona I remember. Persona 3. I know uh, Metroid Prime 3. Half-Life 2 came out that year. on three For 360. Yeah. Um, I'm going to correct myself. For 360. So, that yeah, yeah that was clearly the, um, the orange box because I'm seeing Portal and Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, oh, okay, there's the orange box there. Uh, front mission, front mission was fun. Uh, Flight Simulator 10 came out that year. Spider Man 3, ooh, that wasn't the good one. No, Spider Man 2 was the better, the good one. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron, the PSP game, that was awesome. Okay. Especially if you had other people to play with. Tony X Proving Ground, that game wasn't that good. Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock came out. That game was amazing. Yes, the last one was, oh. I still have that game, by the way. I love Guitar Hero just in general. It was always good. Yeah. The first Witcher came out this mm-hmm. year on P- Windows. Just this. That's a fun fact game right there. Yep. Uh, Virtual Fighter 5. I remember playing that. I didn't much care for it, but um, the first Mo- Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out. Yep. That Fire year. Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. That was, oh, funny enough, that was the last Fire Emblem, I think, that came out on home console. Before um, three before houses, they, before they went to uh, the mobile. Super Mario Galaxy came out this year. Yep. Uh, Lego Star week. Wars Complete Saga came out. Let's see, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs on the PSP. That was a good oh, game. That game was awesome. We'll let you finish. Oh, Uncharted: Drake's Fortune came out that year on PS3. Yep. Bam. Um, hang on, hang on. That's a, that's that's a hard one too because there's a lot of strong games on no that list. Solid Portable Ops Plus. <laughs> Do not rem- he, he puts it out pretty clearly here in chat. It says so every six to seven years we get a big boom. It's time for another one. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it, it crisis came out that year. Oh yeah, the basically the benchmark for all PCs. Like NASA can't even run Crisis to this day, guys. Heads yeah, up. That that's basically what that game was. Um, oh, so, Assassin's Creed came out that year. So it basically sounds like we're getting to the point where like. Every six to seven years is really where game developers seem to like know their craft and know the systems they're working with. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see the big heavy hitters like boom, boom, boom coming in one after the other. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. That's got to be it. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is uh, that's a strong year. Yeah, two, uh, 2007 and 2013 were the, I know, the two main years that a lot of people bounced back and forth oh. um, as far as like... Halo 3 came out that year. In 2007? Oh, yeah. yes, it did. Halo 3, yeah. Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> Dinaro says Crisis came out before anything could run it. <laughs> yep. Oh, also... That's how ahead uh, of a t- its time it was. Mass Effect. And I was going to say, I thought Mass Effect came out that year as well. Yep. That's one of the big ones everybody talks about that year. Jeez, man, that that was one hell of a year. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, like, my bet is in the camp that it probably will, like, could be in the best year for gaming ever. I think it, I think it has a strong enough slate because you're still getting a Halo title on a next gen system, no less. Halo title. We're getting new stuff, which is awesome. I can't wait to play Cyberpunk. That game. Yep. I am so freaking hyped for that game. You know, I can't even find my Crisis Discs anymore. I would try to run it on my Ryzen. I think I have it on... I think I have it digitally on Steam. Remember, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I bought it from CompUSA back in the day. You're getting some deep cuts here. Um, uh, you know, Dinaru, I'm not going to disagree with you, man, because every time a Halo game has come out and I've had the chance to play it that year, it's usually a rememberable... Or like a, memorable a, experience. Just amazing experience. You know, thinking of that, though, it's really interesting because the developer that made Halo went on to make Destiny, and they've essentially made the two best FPSs that are not Call of Duty were made by Bungie. Yeah, I mean, I can't fault their fighting, or the the game, like the gunplay is really awesome. Yeah, the gameplay and the systems they make are phenomenal. If only they could, you know, not deal with Activision ever again. Well, they don't have to now. Nope. Um, I hope it works. Going to do the burp real quick there. And then that's it, guys. Um, that's going to be it for episode 152 of the Rocket Punch cast. Um, if you are tuning in via Twitch, hang tight. We're going to raid somebody in just a little bit here. Yep. Um, but other than that, any other things you got to add? Final no, thoughts, um, anecdotes? I, I hope uh, it comes out real well as far as everything coming in the future. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I can't wait to see what happens. Okay. Like. There's, despite me being pessimistic about certain things, there is some really cool stuff coming. Um, be on the lookout. Give you guys a quick update next week. Um, as we said at the top of the show, I will be out on vacation. Uh, so next Sunday, we will not have a Rocket Punchcast episode, but we will be streaming some games. I think, uh, Will, you're going to be streaming some more Destiny 2? Yeah. Um, while Cam's gone, consider us a Destiny channel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to go ahead and just put in parentheses while Cameron is away, we will play destiny. Uh, while Cameron is away, destiny, we will play. There you go. There's your, there's right, your title that, that works as well. <laughs> go but, ahead um, and put that in the title thing. I'm not, I'm going to just leave that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will do that then. Um, and so, uh, guys, uh, just so you know, there will not be a rocket punch cast next week. So just still come over to twitch.tv slash rocket punch live, hang out with us, um, play some as we're playing some destiny Two and, any of the games we feel like playing at the time if something tickles our fancy there. Um, we're going to stream Social Samurai. Yeah, Keep it in the stream Huntsville group. I saw um, that. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Darth Turner, for joining us right as we're wrapping up on the stream. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but uh, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Rocket Punch cast. <laughs> we appreciate your support. We'll see you next time.